0: Good morning, morning. it's good to be here and thank you for taking the effort to come through all these wet roads and all the the congestion that's in Glasgow. Uh, It's lovely to see you here this morning, we pray that we'll all be blessed by being in the presence of the Lord. Uh, I just love, uh, Bill Croft carried on there quite easily uh, and uh, I've had one or two things on my heart. Uh, I wanted to pray for Glasgow this morning. Uh, at the end because I think Glasgow is uh, uh, is in the spotlight of the, the world's media over his last over these next two weeks and it'd be good just to to pray uh, for Glasgow at the end of our, uh, our gathering this morning uh, Satan wants to rob us of the, the knowledge of who we are. In Christ. He wants to constantly sow doubt into our lives that we speak negatively about ourselves at times. But I want to tell you this morning, the minute you start to speak negatively of yourself, you're demeaning the work of God in your life. You know? The minute you start to speak negatively of yourself, you're demeaning the work that God has, is doing, has done and will do in your life. When you start to say that "Well, I'm not good enough for this or good enough for that, you are saved to God, you have provided for it that's what i saying. When you bring yourself down or you, 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 you say that uh, I'm not qualified for this, God has placed in you everything that you need Everything that you need, there is nothing lacking in this provision. And so, folks, I hear so and I've been I've been guilty of it myself, and I'm sure we've all been guilty of it. Of speaking negatively about ourselves. That's what the, that's what the devil wants. That's what he, he wants you to speak negative things about yourself. Because, see when you speak negative things about yourself you're programming your brain to bring it to pass you're programming your brain when you speak negative things into your own life you are programming your brain to bring these things to pass in your life and so it's important that we recognise and we realise who we are in Christ. I want to say this morning that when we look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ it is not an example for us. You've heard me say this before. But when, you, when we look and we study the life of the Lord Jesus Christ it is not an example for us. It is a demonstration of how we should live. He is demonstrating the life of a believer. You know? He is demonstrating the life that we should deliver presently in this day, this age, this generation. Amen? Yeah. The devil wants to tell you, no, that's for Jesus he's special and so he is, he's the son of God but the life that he lived on earth was a demonstration of how his corporate body should be moving through this world you've got your bibles, let's go to Luke chapter 4 When I came in this morning, I was going to preach in Nehemiah. <laughs> but, you know, I love being open to the Spirit. I just love being open to the Spirit. And uh, I want to start in Luke, in Luke chapter 4 and verse. We'll start at verse number 14. Or let's, let's read to verse number 1. Let's go to chapter 3, sorry. Let's just change it to chapter 3. And we're going to read from verse 21. Just a verse here. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came from heaven This is my beloved Son, and whom I am well pleased. Wow. What a statement. I'm going to link that back into Genesis. Uh, Let's go to chapter 4, verse 1. Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil and he ate nothing during these days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. You know the story. I'm not going to read the rest of the chapter until we come down to verse number 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside he taught in their synagogues and everyone praised him he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom and he stood up to read the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him unrolling it he found a place where it was written the Spirit of the Lord is upon me he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. Depends what verse you're reading. To heal the brokenhearted, He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, the recovery of sight for the blind, the release of the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He closed the book at that point. I'm glad He closed the book at that point because if you go back to Isaiah, and read the Snayyah's Maya. The very next phrase is, and the day of the vengeance of the Lord is here. But he closed the book before that. Hallelujah! That day will come. He closed the book, and the eyes of all were fastened on him. And he said, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Before your very eyes, you're seeing the fulfillment of this scripture I'm interested this morning in that word anointing because it's a special word it's only used five times in the New Testament it's not the anointing in James where if anyone is sick, they will call the elders and let them anoint them with oil that's not the word here but I want to come on to that you see What Jesus is doing in these opening months of his his public ministry, he is reversing everything where Adam failed. You know, he is reversing everything where Adam failed. You see, Jesus is called the
1: last Adam.
0: He's never called the second Adam. Have you had that much put in on any platforms? He's the second man out of heaven. He's the Lord from heaven. But he's the last Adam. And why is that important? Because if he was the second Adam, there might have to be a third or a fourth. But he is the last Adam. And so where Adam failed, or even Adam and Eve failed in the ground, he came through exactly the same circumstances, but triumph, Amen. You know? How he has triumphed and triumphed with glory. And so that's why I read that that, that phrase, when he came up out of a baptism God was declaring on him very good. That's what he was saying in essence his son came up out of the, the waters of baptism and God says, I'm well pleased. So what did they say at the end of Genesis chapter 1 and God looked and saw that everything he had created and he said to it, it was Very good. So here is is Jesus starting out on this new uh, way of of living in victory where Adam failed. He was driven into the wilderness, notice it's not a garden here because of the failure of Adam and Eve, the garden had been turned into wilderness where briars and thorns and thistles would grow. So if we had the luxury of the garden, Jesus had not that luxury. He was drawn by the, the Spirit into the wilderness. And it was in that wilderness he was faced again with the validity of the Word of God. You see, if Satan can get you to misrepresent or misunderstand the Scriptures, he's got victory. Did God say? Did God say? Is this what God really meant? You know, when I hear speakers and they give opinions, we need to stick to what the Holy Spirit is saying in the Word of God. And I want to say this, that the Lord Jesus Christ never lived his life any different from we can because he was anointed by the spirit he used the word of God he, he had access to the father to see what the father was doing and to hear what the father was saying and praise God this morning so we <laughs> we have exactly the same things that the Lord Jesus had because he's not giving us an example he's giving a demonstration yeah. you and I are filled with the spirit of God amen in fact you're more than filled you're overflowing Anyway, i the going to come and drink I'm part of the and it will flow Rivers of living water. I hope you're on over floor this morning. I hope we're overcome. But I really hope you're on this morning. But that that God has placed in you is overflowing. I've heard this statement so many times. Uh, possibly you've heard it too. You might have even used it. We need to keep being filled by the Holy Spirit because we leak garbage. <laughs> you have yeah. that section? You have that Bill? Yeah. We need to keep on being filled by the Holy Spirit because we leak. You'll find that in the book of Imaginations chapter 5 verse 6. We're constantly being filled with all the Holy Spirit because it overflows overflow yes. Amen. Amen. we're overflow Out of your belly, shelf Isn't God amazing? He asked us to take a drink and he turns into the other. Right. Hallelujah for the abundance,
1: overflow of God.
0: So the Lord Jesus went into the wilderness and he endorsed the validity of the word of God. I read a book during the week. I, I got up during the night because I was led to go and look for this book. And it was David Yonggi-Chaw's book, The Fourth Dimension. I don't know if you've ever read that book. he's ever read that book? It wasn't the fourth dimension I got, on Amazon. it was a follow up to that book. How do we live in a fourth a, a four dimension? How do we live in a fourth dimension in a three dimensional world? <laughs> but you know, we live beyond this world. We are four-dimensional people. Jesus lived in two dimensions, or four dimensions. He was on the earth, but he was also loving and having the relics. Because that's where he came from. But by his death on the cross at Calvary, the veil has been torn, and we are now invited to come into that place if he came from, Hallelujah the slumming, we are able to go beyond the hill. In fact, the writer through Hebrew says, come boldly. Yeah. With no fear. The devil wants you to say, listen, you've done this last night, you, you watched this last night, or you, you're not good, you've got to stay away the presence of God. That's lies. What I was really saying is when I read that book of, of uh, the late uh, David Yonggi Chow or Cho, whatever you want to pronounce it was, that keep building yourself up in faith by constantly repeating the word of God. When you're driving your car, when you walk along the street, when you're doing anything, repeat to yourself the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The devil cannot beat you when you stick to the validity of the word of God. When he said, Did God say, you turn him and say, God did say. And he'll leave you. Because there's no answer to the word of God. And so the Lord Jesus Christ here is in the wilderness in chapter chapter 4 and he comes out victorious because he engulfs the validity of the word of God where Adam and Eve failed. They chose not to believe the word of God. Satan promised them something that they already were. (laughs) If they'd only seen that. Satan promised them something that they already were. (laughs) But they thought God was shortchanging them. That's another sermon. But I just want to say this morning that as we look at these early chapters in Luke, we are seeing a reversal of what happened in the garden yes. and what what was Adam's Adam's commission was to, to take Eden to the rest of the world yeah that was that was Adam he, he, they weren't to stay in the garden they were to take the garden the atmosphere of the garden the presence of God the dominion the authority of the kingdom of God out into the rest of the world because all the world was Eden. It says that God planned a God an Eden. and so they were to be a moving people. They weren't to be a static people, they were to be a moving people, they were to take what they had what they'd been given in Eden, they were to take that to the rest of the world. But because they chose to be rebellious that never happened but praise God when we read these verses in Luke chapter 4 we see the victorious man doing what Adam should have done it says Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside and he went to all these different places proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom hallelujah so here is Jesus, now fulfilling where Adam failed. Adam could not take the garden to the rest of the world, but praise God, Jesus Christ. Then he came to yeah. Nazareth. Really He went up to the synagogue as was his custom. I hope we've got a custom to go to the house of God. I hope we've got a custom of gathering in these people. Zoom's good, it's been really good. And unfortunately I had put my house church on Zoom on Wednesday night because Nobody could get to my house because of the floods. But you cannot beat fellowship. You cannot beat fellowship. Our worship's different. Our prayers are different. Our behaviour's different. Means you've got to put on shoes and trousers and whatnot. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. I've done some Zoom meetings with some strange people. <laughs> because on, because on, because so many see ahead. <laughs> but the writer of the Hebrew says, "Do not." What's the word he uses it now? It's just my for memory. Forsake, forsake, for coming to the gatherings, or the people. You've gathered the soul because you want fellowship. And so Jesus went up to the synagogue as his custom was. And they handed him the scroll to read from, was Isaiah. And they said, the spirit of the Lord is upon thee because he has anointed me. Let's just pause for a moment and think about this one anointed. I'm not a Greek scholar, but uh, I love my strong concordance. <laughs> I remember as a 14 year old with some of my paper money. Getting on the bus from Bone going the way through to Edinburgh, I knew where a Christian second workshops were. At 14 I knew where they were. I I remember going through to Finns in Edinburgh, up the bridges, down into their basement where their secondhand books were, to the theology department. I don't know if they're still good. I, don't, even, I wouldn't even know if they're still there, Finns. But I picked up a secondhand copy of Strong's Concordance. I'll tell you, these days you have to be a strong man to pick it up. It was and I remember coming home on the bus. Was I... I was proud, of, in a right way, that I had picked up a, my own copy of Strong Skin And I still use Strong Skin today, although I haven't got it in, in printed form, I've got it on my, on my phone my tablet forever whatever I go, uh, I've got all these things at hand. Esword to me has been just a wonderful tool in Bible study. Other people use olive tree and, uh, and blue Bible and, and, and different things, but uh, I've, I've been with uh, Esword uh, for so, so many, many years. And the word here is Creole. C-H-R-I-O that is a Greek word here for anointed and it's only used five times in the New Testament it's a unique word it is the root word for Christ heo is the root word for Christos Christ the coming one, the Messiah the expected one And so here it says in Luke chapter 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, he has put on me Creole. And because he's anointed with Creole, he was then able to go and do and to say the things that the Father did and said. let's go to Acts chapter 4 we'll come back to Luke chapter 4 but let's go to Acts chapter 4 it's interesting that Acts chapter 4 is the only recorded prayer meeting in the Bible or in the New Testament we're called to pray on so many occasions but Acts chapter 4 actually gives us a, 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 a seat in that prayer And it's a, a, an amazing prayer for a not it. Because they had, just, they had just been told that they no longer had to teach or preach in the name of Jesus. Another sermon of mine is, there's five things that Satan did to destroy the other church. But don't dwell on Satan, but it's good to know what his ploys are. Mm-hmm. Don't be ignorant of, of the wiles oh. of the devil. And there's five, and I, I'm not going to touch on the swarming, but there's five things how the devil came against the early church and how the early church overcome or overcame these five things. But that's, that's another thing. The first one is in Acts chapter 3 where they are told by religious leaders, not the secular leaders, but they are told by religious leaders that they were no longer to go and preach and preach in the name of Jesus the first thing that Satan tried to do in the other church was to shut down the evangelical voice of the church mm-hmm. how successful has it been because he's still using the same ploy today yes. so the modern take on this Acts like chapter 3 we would come back to the people and say "Look, folks we've been told to do this We've seen it in the pandemic! <laughs> <Still see it. laughs> we better just cock any for a while, till things die down. You know? We better just watch, because we'll be told not to do this, by the by the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. Not the government, yeah. but by the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. We better just cock any, you know? We better just not meet like we've been meeting. We better not go out in the streets and preach about Jesus anymore. That's the modern parable. But let's go back to the original. And the original says in Acts chapter 4, and we'll just read from, from verse 23, On the release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported of what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Amen? They raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant David. Why do the heavens rage and the the people plot of anything? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Creole. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together. Here's an a, a, an unholy, an unholy t- a treaty. They had nothing in common, but because it was against Jesus, you have got people who linked together in order to de- destroy the testimony. Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. Say Creo. They did what your power and will decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, there's no, now people, this is what we should do. Now, Lord, they were under the Lordship of Christ and they were going to follow what the Lord was was doing. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hands to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders. Through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Wow. What a prayer. All the opposition of the religion was saying, No, shut up. Quiet down. Be quiet. But they asked for boldness. But not only did they ask for boldness; they asked for signs and wonders and miracles. So there'd be no doubt that God was speaking through Jesus and through them. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke the word of God boldly. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we can go to a different level. We can go into another dimension. I remember when I did, a, I did a prayer school a few years back and uh, maybe I should start doing it again because there seems to be a lack of prayer. But I, I asked the Lord before I did the, the prayer school, it was challenge to change through prayer. That was the name of the, of the prayer school. And I said to the Lord, I said, could you give me a phrase? that would explain what I'm trying to do to you give me a phrase about prayer and this is what I've got prayer takes us out of this world in order to change things in this world amen prayer takes us out of this world in order to change things and if we don't change it in the heavens we won't change it in earth yet. Because that's about you to, to move all at once. If it's not done from the heavenly realm, it will still stay. But you see, when we go into that other realm, that presence of God, that's where the chase begins. And this does beginning begin on the earth. That's only a three dimensional thing. We need to go into the fourth dimension. If they had said just to the to the group they're met with, look, this is what they've said, but uh, I think we should just actually continue the preaching. They would have had this uh, this amazing experience. They took it into the heavenly realms. And God answered them away. Above and (laughs) beyond. Verse forty two chapters four uh, five chapter five now. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together and, and at Solomon's colony, no one dared to join them even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a a result, people brought the sick into the street and laid them on their beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow Wow! Did God answer their prayer? Of course he did. Miraculously even Peter's shadow and all of them underline that in your Bible all of them were healed you see when we're moving from the other dimension yes. we get the success that Jesus had yes. Yes. but we go into pain for some of the healing I think we can go to that other dimension Would you pray for, oh yes I'll be able to But you've never ever went into that dimension. That's where the healing is. That's where the miracles are. That's where the signs and wonders are. When they came out of that prayer meeting. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. And for private, let's just go to verse fifty-eight. This is Peter preaching after Cornelius, and he had that great experience on the on the the rooftop at Joppa. Now, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went about doing good, healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. He's reversing what Adam did in the garden. So what is that anointing? It is how Jesus, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. And how he went about doing good, healing all who were under the power of the devil. That's where Adam brought us. Adam brought every one of us under the power of the devil. But praise God for the last Adam, our Lord and our Savior. He reverses that. And he breaks the power of the devil and brings people into that relationship. Why? Because God was with him. Again, that anointing is clear. Luke chapter 4, it's God anoints Jesus. Acts chapter 4, it's God that anoints Jesus. Acts chapter 10, it's God that anoints Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1. By the way, that word power, is it doing us? Where in the in, in in the in the New Testament, except John where the word miracle is used, it is the word dunamis. It's the miracle working power of God. Hebrews chapter one Stop Let's put Hebrews in the same place. And I'm just going to read the end of it. It's a quote from one of the Psalms. And it says verse number 9 you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness therefore God your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with oil of joy and that word is pure. and in these four instances that we read it's a unique anointing from God put on Jesus wow does that mean it's only for Jesus. You've preached some these things this morning, but what if it is a special anointing just that God gives to Jesus? Let's go to Second Corinthians. I love these wee verses that you hide. Hidden jewels. That you could pass by quite easy. Let's just read the verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by me in Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. Amen? For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Great verses, isn't it? Now it is God. Listen to this now, okay? Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. Hallelujah. Creo. Creo. He anointed us. So the Christ anointing now is on you and on me. Hallelujah. It was your hallelujah. hallelujah. The Creole, the Christmas anointing, is on you. Yeah. You, you, and you, and you. And why is that so? Because we are able to fulfil what Jesus said in John chapter 14. The works that you've seen me do, you will do also. And even greater works. Why? Because the Christmas anointing is your portion. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So then the life of Jesus doesn't now become an example. We now know it's a demonstration of our life. And so everything going back to Luke chapter 4. Everything that follows in Luke chapter 4. Is releasing people from the power of the devil remember I said that he was reversing Eden he was reversing everything that took place in Eden and that he now according to Acts chapter 10 breaks the power of the devil I want you to hear that this morning the power of the devil is broken the power of the devil is broken and Peter says he goes about like a roaring lion I want to tell you the lion's
1: teeth is impugned
0: they cannot bite you you can look at this lion in the face of roaring lion of Satan and say your power is broken so we come to a, back to Luke chapter 4 and what does he do he reverses the power of the devil he heals the broken he heals brokenness you see Adam brought brokenness into this world everything that was outwith the presence of God is broken Glasgow is broken this morning Scotland is broken this morning the United Kingdom is broken this morning I'm going to say something here you might agree, you might not agree you can throw the rock at matters at the end but I believe that we are God's elected government in Scotland. The Ecclesia is God's elected government in Scotland. I could go down that road about politics that I'm not going to. But I'm just saying that the Ecclesia you and I, and as you see in Glasgow, you are part of God's elected government in Glasgow. And because you are that, you are actually able to execute the laws of the kingdom of heaven where you live. See, we expect Nicholas Sturgeon to do it. We expect Boris Johnson to do it. When all the time the Christmas anointing is on you and me as kingdom people, as kings and priests in the kingdom that we are able to execute the government of the kingdom of heaven here in Glasgow, where we live. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. See, Acts chapter 2, and I hear it and actually in your Bible, it's actually in your wee headings in the Bible. I want to tell you these wee headings of the Bible are not uh, are not of God. They're man-made, okay? But you'll see the heading, the birth of the church. And that's chapter 2. In a way, that's true. It's the birth of a new experience of the church. You see, whenever God's government assembly was right through the Old Testament, that was church, that was Ecclesia. That was or however you pronounce the Hebrew word, Q A H. A-L Adam and Eve were the Ecclesia (laughs) because they were were God's governmental assembly on the earth the children of Israel were the church at that time they were the Ecclesia because the Hebrew version of the New Testament puts that word Quahel as assembly Ecclesia. You see, when the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, it was an anointing to fulfill the laws of the kingdom. on, You need a biblical root for this. Yeah? Okay. See, everything I say, I hope I can give you a biblical root for it because if it's not got a biblical root it's just uh, my opinion let's go to Acts chapter 1 I'll come back to Luke four. what time is it? oh I'm running out of time I always do eh as I said to Bob one day I'll write a book on unfinished sermons but I, just, I think this is so important this morning let's go to Acts chapter 1 and I'm going to break it into the chapter because I hope you know it yeah, I want to show you this is, is the dirtiest part of my Bible <laughs> these pages are the, are the most used pages in my Bible and it says this in Acts chapter 1 and we'll just go back to, to verse 3 midway he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke what about, about the church? no he spoke about the kingdom of God and then we go down to uh, let's go down to verse uh, 4 on one occasion while he was eating with them he gave them this command do not eat Jerusalem but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about for John baptised with water and a few days time you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit so when they met together they asked the Lord Lord are you at this time they were kingdom people because they'll be taught kingdom. Yeah. Jesus never taught church. He mentions it twice. And Matthew said, Now, um, don't ever say to everybody, listen to me, that I, I don't like church. Church is, is the agents for the kingdom. But that's, that's another sermon. But they were kingdom people. Jesus taught them for three years on kingdom before he even mentioned church. Now here in chapter 1, is still preaching kingdom. And so, they are kingdom minded. So Peter says to them, is it going to be at this time that you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Now remember, it's still kingdom. That is the question and then he goes on to say it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority now he's still answering the question about kingdom you've got to remember that he's not changing the subject here this is still his answer about kingdom it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He is going to have his corporate body fulfil where Adam failed. He's going to take kingdom to the ends of the earth. Amen. He? He's going to take kingdom to the ends of the earth. They were kingdom-hindered like people. You see, we've lost. We've lost the teaching of the kingdom. We try to see kingdom through church eyes, but we should be seeing church through kingdom eyes. Again, that's another. That's another sermon. One day we'll preach that. But I want to tell you, when you move with kingdom authority, that's what it says in, in, in that wonderful song, isn't it? Unto his own. I'm just trying to mean that. That he's giving us kingdom authority. Uh, just to be chorus. Monpero, you know it. And to his own His anthem raise. His, his anthem raised. But it says in that because that he's given us kingdom authority yeah. to break the power of the devil. Heal the brokenhearted. Doesn't say that in a lot of your versions? But that's what comes in Isaiah 61. Heal the brokenhearted. Let me come back to Luke chapter 4 so I get it right. Luke chapter 4 preach the good news to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom to the prisoners. See, the power of the devil makes you a prisoner, it makes you a prisoner. And because Jesus is breaking the power of the devil, he's opening the prison door. Hallelujah! The prison doors are open this morning. Maybe not in Berlin, but they're open here. In people's lives and people's yes. hearts. Recovery of sight to the blind. You see, the power of the enemy blinds. See. That's what it says in Corinthians. He's blinded those that believe not, lest they see the, the glory or the light of, of the gospel. You see, he works hard to keep the people in the world blinded. But as them people, we can bring recovery to the blind, to release the oppressed. The power of Satan is oppression, depression, mm-hmm. and to bring in the, the proclaimed year of the Lord's favour. And I want to say afresh this morning, in Christ's corporate body, this scripture is be fulfilled Yes. in your ears. Amen. Because when we believe this we'll walk out here out here different people. If we believe what the word of God has been teaching us this morning we cannot walk out the same people. We should be walking in air this morning because of who you are And because of the Christus anointing, the Christ anointing, that is on you and on me. And so when we come in these these last moments, I'm sorry, I've I've, I've taken a bit longer than I thought I was going to take this morning. In fact, that's not what I was going to preach on this morning, but I felt that the, the Spirit was saying that was what I was to preach on. So when we pray in these moments for Glasgow, you see, here in my heart, you not judging. But you and I have been so many prayers over the years, and you're so thankful when when somebody starts to pray for the Queen because you know you're getting to the end of your prayer meeting. It's it's, it's never went into the heavenlies. You know, in the last census, the two million nine hundred thousand put down on the floor that they were Christian. 53% of Scotland tick the box What if they went out in the power of this message? What if the 2.9 be put down that they were Christian went out in the power of this message? That 53 would just rocket. You see most of our churches in the city and in the nation and thank God for what they do but most of them only deal with the fruit of the city they deal with what is seen hopelessness, abortion, all these things and it's good that there is places where these people can, can come into but the real prayer for the city is not about the fruit of the city it's the root of the city What is causing this unrighteousness to produce fruit of unrighteousness that we see? So wherever we are, we need to know what the root is. If you've got a dandelion in your path and you just say, oh, pick it up, you take it out, within a week or two weeks you've got three or four dandelions. Because you have dealt with the fruit, but you have never dealt with the root. Now, I don't live in Glasgow. I'm going to ask Bill to come up here. If you could just come up here Bill. I'm going to ask Bill to come up here because he's Glasgow born and bred. And I'm sure he's got insight into what the root of the city is. Not the fruit. But I believe there is roots of our righteousness that that have been sown in in the city, that have been sown in our land of Scotland. That if we're going to see the power working, we've got to destroy the roots in the heavenly places in order to see the good fruit being manifested here on the earth. And then we'll pray. I'm sorry to put the on you. No, 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 no.
1: Uh, Well, in terms of... The city, there's there's so much that's wrong, but when you, you look at our history, and the reason Glasgow came into being was St. Mungo, yeah. who it's believed preached on this very hill. And of course, the cathedral's just over the, the motorway. So, Glasgow wasn't uh, uh, founded as a city for mercantile reasons, or commercial reasons, or... Uh, Military reasons, even economic military, it was founded to be a city dedicated unto God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're looking at roots. the The motto of Glasgow, "Let Glasgow Flourish," by the preaching of His Word and the praising of His name. They took the last part of that off. Right. So now we've got "Let Glasgow Flourish." Yeah. You know, and that's a sentiment that we can all say, oh, "Yeah, Amen." But when you take away the preaching of the Word and the praising of His name, then you have no foundation for the city to thrive or flourish. And the word that's coming to me, I'll be honest, right now, and I'm not saying it's the only problem uh, for Glasgow, but it's, it's jumping up at my spirit. Unbelief. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelief. That's that's why all these seats aren't, aren't full. It's, uh, and unbelief isn't lack of belief. Unbelief is it's saying... It's a rejection. Unbelief it is disobedience. That's, right, yeah. that's that's exactly what it is. So you know it's it's for me that would be a route to, to think about. That'd be a, a route to 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 deal with because it's active unbelief, it's willful unbelief. You could to that city you can, you can feel it. You can feel it in the atmosphere. You know, we'll not be told by you Christian people what we'll and, you know, it's interesting, um, you know, what, what, what you were saying there, Bert, um, because I, th- I think that is really what, what it boils down to. You, you read uh, from Acts, and it says, in fact, I'll just, I'll read it if I can. From Acts, cha- chapter, was it chapter four? Chapter yep, chapter four. four. And this just jumped at me as you were saying it. So it says here, when, when when they went to their own companions, and they raised their voice to God with one accord. And this is what they prayed from the heavenlies. And it says here, they quoted Psalm 2, why did the nations raise and the people plot vain things? You just said, what's wrong with Glasgow? What's the root? And here it is here. The kings of the earth took their stand. That that just jumped out at me. They took a stand. They took their stand. It wasn't random. It wasn't accidental. It was deliberate. It was planned. This is our position, and it says, "And the rulers were gathered together." What was the reason? Against the Lord, against Yahweh, and against His Christ. So that that's unbelief, but it's act, it's it's not just lack of belief; it's willful. And you notice it's the kings, and I would say, you're, you're, if you're talking about that, but not, we're, not just governmental terms of Scotland, but the city chambers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel was in the city chambers yesterday, and um, I think that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Decades and decades of hostility to the gospel mm. from the city chambers. Mm. That's a route. That's a route, I'm not it's the only route. Yeah. That, I believe, is a route. That's what's coming um, out of my story. Unfortunately, it's
0: not only in the city chambers, yeah. it's a lot of churches. Yeah. For so
1: the
0: minute you bring a message like that, you get rejection. Yeah, you really do. You get rejection because that's a step too far. Yeah. and you get unbelief in the churches. But I believe that what Bill has said about the city, uh, and it's also about the nation, I think too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so,
0: how do we pray after what we've heard? How do we pray to break into the root of unbelief? One way, I believe, that we, we, we can do it is, is by praying as, as they prayed mm-hmm. uh, and, and having the realms. Mm-hmm. But the other way we can do it is that we start to demonstrate mm-hmm. what believing means.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: You see, Jesus didn't... all, all these woes he gave about, them, about all, all these cities all these woes that he gave, woes, you know, woes, this. But they had had an opportunity to see the kingdom in action.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
0: because they rejected it, he pronounced judgment on them. Scotland deserves to see a demonstration of the kingdom Yes. before we pass judgment on it. And unfortunately, they've not seen a demonstration of the kingdom. So, there's a two-prong attack here. There's an attack on the root system of unbelief in the city. But there's also a, an attack on the root system of unbelief in the church.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, see, I believe that when Jesus was castigating his disciples on the boat for their lack of faith, the lack of in the wasn't because we'd was getting fed up with them. It was because he knew what they were capable of and wouldn't do that. You know? I think that's why he was frustrated. He was frustrated at the lack of faith in believing that they had the capability. Yeah. And he must be frustrated this morning at the believers in Glasgow who are not demonstrating the power of the Spirit in the towns and cities where they live. He's not frustrated at, at the lack, of, he's, he's frustrated at the potential that is planted in you. That you're not doing, that you're not fulfilling. So let's go to a, a time of prayer. Just as the spirit leads, because this has to be spirit led. This is now, this is now, oh, I better pray, I better take my turn. If nobody prays, that's all right. You know, if if they're silence for the next ten minutes, that's okay. But we want the spirit to move here this morning. The spirit of the Lord is a past.
1: Isabel, do you want to come up and lead us in prayer? Because I feel there's an anointing on you to do that with us. I
3: wanted to add something to what you said. Um, I was in a prayer meeting last night. I'll just speak to all of you. And the thing that the Lord reminded me of, I wrote this down in 2007. Um, it's in the Maya, uh, chapter 4 where he went in and he saw the walls broken down and, you know, they were just mayhem. And he went out at night to inspect the damage on the walls around the city. And he felt that, uh, you know, he went to the king and he said, can he excuse him for a season because he needed to go and pray. So he mobilized the people effectively and he put them Mm -hmm. on the walls in their position with their sword in their hand and they, you know, I think there was the word, the sword in the, they they did two things, they worked and they built, they had the sword in the one hand and the brick in the other hand. So they were building, but they were also fighting. Um, so the Lord led me to um, Ezekiel 22:30, where he looked for a man to stand in the breach. And what I felt the Lord said to me in that period of time, what I shared with them on the prayer group is, what he showed me is, <laughs> we as intercessors, because I'm called as an intercessor uh, in the season, and the Lord said that, you know, when we go to build the wall, we see, he was looking for a man to stand in the gap, to build up and to We restore the breaches and the openings and that. And in a sense, we have been doing that as intercessors in this nation. And we did especially, we were praying over Glasgow last night. And we were praying over Scotland because there's a heritage, there's an inheritance of the Lord in this land. And there's a holy seed, I believe, in this land. And I believe it will not be lost. And I believe God is about to move on that seed. But what he said to me as intercessors when we pray, we are building a framework in the spirit so that even when judgment comes, there's a righteous framework that we are building so that not everything will be destroyed, but things will be shaken and they could be destruction. But because of the framework that we have been putting in the spirit realm, that everything will not be destroyed because he's got a holy seed and he can work and he can build that. And in a sense, that is what I believe he wants to do in this nation. Sometimes God has to take things right down to the root. So it can be restored and built up again. And yes, the church, I do believe, is that vehicle through whom He's going to make manifest. Now I'm going where I was supposed to go on Wednesday, but we'll pick that up again as well to restore and to build up and to bring back. So, yeah, we can just take a moment. Father, as we just come before you this morning, Father, we hallow your name in this place. Father God, hallow your name in Glasgow. Father, we thank you, Lord. We put in remembrance, Father God, Lord, to the plan, the purposes that you have for this city, for this nation. Father God, the books of remembrance. Yeah. As we were talking amongst ourselves, you said in Malachi 3, Lord, as people were talking, Father God, you were taking note of what was being said. Father, we were talking about Glasgow. We are talking about Scotland. We are talking about the heritage. We are talking about the inheritance that is in this city and in this nation. Father God, we thank you that books of remembrance have been written. And I thank you, Heavenly Father. We call the city back to a God-ordained place. Um, calling and purpose and destiny. We call her back, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord God, Father, that you have a heritage and an inheritance in this city. And we thank you, Father, it will not be lost. It will not be stolen. But I thank you, Father, that you will receive your inheritance from this place, Lord, from this nation, from this city, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you, God, We declare and decree that you are Lord over Glasgow. Father, we thank you that you restore this city and this land again to a people of the book, a people of your word. Father, that is what they were known by. Father, coming from a foreign nation, we knew that. Father, we we grew up on that in our churches. (laughs) And I thank you, Father, that will be restored in Jesus' mighty name. Father, where there has been a muzzling, Father, from the enemy attempted, I thank you, Lord God, that your light will break through, that the Christ will break through. And I thank you, Father, your anointing, Father, will break through. And I thank you, Lord, that you will dismantle and remove, Father God, and sever. Father, that which you've tried to silence and muzzle. Father, your church and your people, I thank you, Father, there is a coming forth. Lord, of a glorious bride, she is rising. And I thank you, Lord, she is endowed with your power. And I thank you, Father, your word is within her mouth. And I thank you, Father, she will go forth, Lord God, and she will walk. Jesus, in your path of righteousness that you've made for her, I thank you, Lord, she will walk in your footsteps. She will be and she will reflect your goodness. She will reflect your glory. For Father, I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. You have called your bride, yes. Lord God, to rise up and she's risen and she's rising. I thank you, Lord, that she will walk as you walked. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you. Lord, Lord,
2: Father, we've had so much today, Lord. It's fired up our spirits, Lord. And Father, as we look round here, Lord, and the district, even here in this district, Lord, there's so many people live here, Lord. The high-rise flats over there, the other flats, the houses across the road, Lord, help our prayers this morning. Get power, Lord, and we realise we know and we believe, Lord. That there's power in the prayer of a saint, Lord. Yes, yes. And this morning, Lord, we're coming to oh, his, Lord. Will you. Hallelujah. And we're bringing these things before you, Lord, that trouble us, Lord, when we don't see things happen, Lord. And Lord, you've spoken to your very youngest brother here, Lord, and showed him a prophecy, Lord, that would come to pass, Lord, that there would be a crowd waiting to get into this church, Lord. Don't let this fall to the ground, Lord. Help us to see this happen in our day, Lord. In our day, Lord, we want to see the movement of God across our city dear Lord. And to reach the people of Turnhead dear Lord. Lord, reach into these houses here, Lord. Help them to feel the power coming from this little church today, Lord. Lord, help them to walk about the living and say, I feel something different here today. Lord, help the people to feel something coming for the power of God in this city, Lord.
1: And Lord, stop this unbelief, Lord. Mm -hmm. Father, we can think of the city chambers there. And how Lord this week
2: they were trying to stop tithing in the church, Lord. That's came out of last City Chambers. Lord, what will next attack the church, Lord? The holy things, Lord, glory you, the tithe, Lord, the touching Lord. Oh, Lord, we pray this day for the city, Lord. But this will bring us down, Lord. Lord the Lord, we'll have to answer that Lord. If the other individuals spoke that out, Lord, they'll have to get an answer, Lord. And oh God, we fear for the city, Lord. We fear Lord for so the things that's happened, Lord, and the unbelief that we're speaking about this morning. Lord, the unbeliefs terrible, Lord and they're going to shut their mouth. We can't say a thing, Lord, and we're waiting to get out of church, Lord. Father, we thank you today, Lord, that we still have that work, Lord, to encourage us in our hearts this morning. And we thank you for the work that's like manna, Lord, this morning. Father, we do thank you. Bless us this day in Jesus'
3: name.
0: Amen. Father, as we break through into your presence this morning. Into that heavenly realm, we pray there will be a breakout of a, 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 an anointing of your spirit to fall on Glasgow, especially at this time where they're, where they're gathered from every nation in the world. The leaders are, 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 that, have, that have turned their backs against you, they're all gathered in one place. Father, we're praying that there will be a breakout of your spirit that would fall. Oh, on, the, on the, this uh, this building where they're all meeting that they might think they've come for one reason but we pray Father it will be in order to see the glory of our God. Yeah. We know God that you are watching what's happening and as you sit in the heavens it is to the sound of laughter yeah. at all the plans that they're making. And we're asking oh God this morning that there will be a fresh vision of Jesus Christ brought before their eyes that there, there will be the will be believing hearts will leave the city of Glasgow and take this message to the uttermost parts of the earth because it's so accident God that you've gathered the, uh, the rulers together in one place yeah. and we pray as we just had a little group here in this this place, but there's no such thing as a small prayer meeting, because we enter into the heavenly realm, we enter into Your presence, we enter into that dimension of the fullness of the kingdom. And we will pray over Glasgow, and especially over the SSAC building. We will pray, Your kingdom come. We will the your will that done, not the will of the leaders. Yeah. It would be your will that will be done. And we will break unbelief in the city this morning. Yes. We will stand in your presence and break it before your throne. Yes, that we might see the manifestation of it. Working especially in this conference where the, the leaders can see and feel something. But your divine holy presence Yes That they might take a message that they didn't come to receive But they might take a different message back to the nations that they represent yeah. God, would you break through into that conference? Yes. I don't know how you would do it, oh God, but I'm asking you that you would break through You broke through with signs and wonders and miracles With uh, with so many different things and so many different nations down through the ages, we've read about them in your word, you're able to do amazingly wonderful things in the midst of people. And we're asking you, O God, that there might be a breakout from heaven over this conference that that would affect the nations of the world.
1: I want to remind you folks, I think I've maybe shared it with you, but I've certainly been sharing it recently, that the Hundred Year Prophecy from Richard McPhee that we have discussed here at Arise Scotland very explicitly speaks of the COP26. A gathering of world leaders um, that has never happened. It's never happened. It's the biggest gathering in Britain of national rulers ever. Um, And it's certainly never happened in Glasgow or in Scotland and he, he very clearly prophesied it and did say that the remnant saints of God would uh, destroy its agenda, because its agenda isn't climate change and you know greener emissions and all that, whatever it is. It's world domination and the slavery of the human race. But you know the prophecy very clearly says that fire will go from the remnant people of God and destroy that agenda. And that agenda can be destroyed, like Bert said, by these leaders, Suddenly hearing the rest of Psalm 2, which is kiss the son, lest he be angry. So that message of the Lordship of Christ, and this has been burning in mass—but I just want to share it, I want to decree it, that in Scotland, of the increase of his government and peace, in Scotland, in Glasgow, there will be no end. That is the purpose of God, for Glasgow, for Scotland, for, the, for all the nations. And it, it's not an option, it's not something that, well, this can happen, it's a reality. But it will manifest as we pray, as we decree, and as we stand for these things, and be who we're supposed to be, which is a kingdom of priests, kings and priests, amen? Yeah. Uh, because the anointing, the anointing was for kings, and the anointing was for priests. Yes. And we're king priests in the Melchizedek order. Yes. So great, wonderful truths this morning from Bert, a really powerful message. It will be available, in fact, we're recording all of this, uh, including the prayers, so I hope uh, our mics pick it up. Um, that uh, So it's, it will all be on the podcast, it will all be on our YouTube channel, Arise Scotland, and you'll get that there, so praise the Lord. Thanks to Bert for ministering to us, uh, and thanks as well, well for your prayers. Thanks to our um, musical minstrel team, uh, and thanks to you all for coming and uh, contributing. So uh, please stay for the rest of the, the, uh, the, the, the time we have together, which there'll be food prepared uh, through in the hall. And um, so, yeah, you, you can smell it. Yeah. Uh, so praise God and thanks for coming. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And remember, peace comes through the kingdom. So, praise God. The Lord bless you and uh, enjoy the rest of our time together. Amen.